Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again. About body I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. And I'm Brendan Levi. And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are watching the 1959 Disney comedy The Shaggy Dog, starring Fred McMurray, Annette Funicello and Tommy Kirk. We always love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or chuck us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. (laughs) So, on to The Shaggy Dog. This was Disney's first live-action comedy, and it was a massive hit at the time. Can you see why this film would have connected with audiences, and do you still think it would today? No. (laughs) Yeah, I felt like I was really getting into it and it just went downhill (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's first live action comedy that's pretty major yeah and I feel like it set the tone for everything that went afterwards like (laughs) oh it for sure feels like Disney doesn't it yeah it had that that formula that they really just have continued to this day yeah yeah I like I felt like this was a very frustrating film because it had all the ingredients for something that should have been super fun and should have been straight up my alley, but it was just a bit of a mess. Yeah, it was pretty, like, it was a bit boring and convoluted. Yeah, there was way too many subplots, Mm. but yet it was, like, super slow-paced at the same time. Yeah. And it has a great body swap premise, but then doesn't do enough with it. Yeah. To the point where I was, like, kind of not wanting the swaps to happen. I was enjoying the film more when the swaps weren't happening Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah like i said at the start with a buzz and like the Mm -hmm. dynamics between them two and i was i was was having a good time but and i also thought it was a lot smarter than it actually was like when you say convoluted that that's precisely what it was but for a second there i thought oh this this movie's really meta yeah like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because at the start, we're introduced to him as, like, this, like, budding scientist, um, our, like, protagonist, the boy. Yeah. What's his name again? <laughs> uh, the boy's was um, Wilby. Wilby Will Daniels. Wilby, of course, Wilby. Will like, yeah, he's, he's, like, this, like, whiz kid scientist, and I thought we were going to enter some real genius territory, you know, um, with, like, there being, like, some science accident that turns him into a dog. Yeah. But we don't get that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then we go to this this girl's house and there's an old painting and it's like, ah, oh, maybe maybe she's that. a witch. Yeah. But it's is that? Maybe? We'll go back to that. 
Yeah, I know. It was all these red And then we end up in a museum with Egyptian stuff. And Mm. I'm like, oh, but it's not that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to wrap up the plot for Ron Paul in a nice, neat little bow? Okay, I'll try. (laughs) Because this film gets nuts and like and when you hear the plot summary you might go wow this film sounds great (laughs) i I feel like the the time period and the subject matter it was all in there like it should have been like really fun um and it it started out like it had promise but yeah it just got just meandered yeah so the film starts and it's centered around this crotchety dad who hates dogs he's a mailman and he hates dogs and he like hates them hates them he wants to kill shoots every them dog. on sight even yeah. if they're owned by somebody yeah we need to we'll do a whole bit on on this yeah so the whole opening starts with establishing the fact that the dad hates dogs so i thought initially i thought oh maybe he's going to turn into a dog but he's not the swap yeah i absolutely thought he was going to turn into the dog (laughs) then we are introduced to his two sons who are creating a full-sized rocket in the basement that launches through the house and destroys (laughs) the house Uh, which i also thought that maybe something they did was going to be the reason that there was a swap there was going to be like a chemical thing or i don't know but completely inconsequential to the yeah. plot at all the fact that <laughs> yeah. they made this the fact that they made the rocket the fact that they've got scientific ability mm. the fact that they destroyed the house none of these things are returned to yeah um, <laughs> then we find out that uh, the eldest boy will be has this best friend but the best friend is like this cad and he uh, there's this girl that they both like, but the best friend has dibs on him, on her. Yeah, Buzz has decided he's going to date them. <laughs> he hasn't asked them about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then another girl moves in across the road, who then Buzz also decides he's also going to date her as well. They go to her house, and it turns out she's lived in France for the last few years, but her dad is going to be the new museum curator in town, and he has a whole bunch of like artworks and stuff. And one of the artworks is of this old, gorgeous uh, lady from the like 1600s England with her shaggy dog in the picture and the girl that's moved in has the exact same breed of dog coincidentally then they all decide to go to the museum together where will be <laughs> bumps into a professor setting up a display and he knows the professor because he used to deliver his paper and the professor talks to him about the fact that uh, the borgias family had magical powers and they were known for transferring their souls with their dogs um (laughs) you know just regular normal stuff (laughs) so then Wilby accidentally knocks over a display and one of the pieces of jewelry from the Borges display falls into his pants and he goes home he finds the ring and says the inscription on it and he gains this power to randomly turn into a dog but he has no control (laughs) over it it happens at random times and it'll turn back at random times. Yeah, it doesn't even like happen to like further the plot. <laughs> no, it just, just happens just when it happens. needs to happen. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's like a teen wolf situation before he gets a handle on it. 
you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, the, the writer's tossing a coin every now and then as he's going yeah. through the script. They're like, let's do it now. Now. <laughs> so then, you know, obviously hijinks his shoe because he can't let his dad see him when he's a dog because the dad's constantly trying to kill the dogs. Um, his little brother just wants to treat him like a dog because he's always had a dog. He's always <laughs> wanted a dog. So he just but wants his to dad's a murderer. Yeah. Teaches him. <laughs> He wants to teach his brother dog tricks, which makes no sense. Because if it's a human, then it just, it's like, you don't need to teach a human to roll over. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, we have some hijinks where um, they have like a dance with the two girls that they're trying to woo. And then he's like turning into a dog during the dance. And then we find out that the girl's dad is actually a secret Russian spy. Which, like, okay, what? (laughs) (laughs) And so he, when he's a dog hanging around the house, he overhears their evil Russian spy plan to steal missiles to use against (laughs) the American public. Which is, like, what what would you say, halfway through the film? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, it didn't, they didn't need to... To put that in there, like yeah, yeah completely it, unnecessary. It, yeah, it felt like they were getting bored with the movie, and they were like, ah, <laughs> "This like this Spice love triangle bullshit. Yeah. What else can we do? Spies." <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, nobody will believe him about the spy plot because he overheard it when he was a dog. So the rest of the film is them trying to to convince the U.S. government that her dad is a spy and stop him from stealing this missile while also i guess trying to woo both girls and then uh it ends with him saving the day uh stopping the missile from getting stolen (laughs) the museum curator's daughter moves back to paris and then the girl that they were initially trying to to woo decides that she doesn't want (laughs) either of them yeah and uh (laughs) that's the end of the film (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, and there's a whole thing with the dad as well. When he finally works out that the son has turned into the dog, there's he a just lot. Like, he just completely goes insane for no reason. Like he goes in. Like I guess we always say people would go insane once they realize that swapping is a thing that happens. In I wrote reality. down this is the first time there's actually like a psych ward type thing. <laughs> it's like the amount of times people should have got uh, shipped up. No, Switch had. She went into psych ward in Switch. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it's just so much crazy shit. I I love. I actually the scene I enjoyed the most out of the entire film mm-hmm. was uh, when the two boys took the two girls to the to dance. The dance. And the the best friends like I want both girls to think they're both on a date with me. So you <laughs> have to some convince, reason <laughs> you have to convince both girls that they're on a date with me. And then it's all like the you know swapping dancing and yeah. lies and that was fun. And if the whole film was that, like without the swaps. I could have seen a whole film about those two boys trying to convince both girls that they were dating the one guy and it blowing up in their faces. That would have been a fun movie. That guy, though, the friend, my God, he was so evil. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, not presented as the villain. It's just like, that's how boys are. They want to fuck multiple <laughs> girls, so it's all good. And it's like at the start when he they see the girl across the road, he's like dropping mm. the other girl off from a date, and he just like no, he was picking her up to go on a date. Oh yeah, and yeah. then just abandons and her. Then, he just completely yeah, even say anything. She's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go, just fuck literally the other girl. walks so away. Evil. It's really bad. <laughs> but 
you know, and I felt sorry for her as well. Because, like, as a character, she just got trampled on the whole film. She got... And, like, she was a giant star back in the day. I don't understand why she's in that role. But I did actually thoroughly enjoy her ending to that plot. Yeah, she was like, (laughs) boy, bye. Yeah, she's like, you know what? You treated me like an actual piece of shit this entire film. So fuck you both. Yeah, I'm (laughs) going to get... This gorgeous hunk of a man yeah. with muscles and blonde hair, and I'm gonna fuck him till I fucking bleed, and you two boys can go and fucking jerk each other off, you pieces of shit. And then she drives off. Yeah, Allison, like, Allison, justice for Allison. I want to, I want to see her movie. Well, she she had a very long and illustrious career. Who um, is it? She did. It's Annette Finicello. So she started as a Mouseketeer. So she's like the original Britney. She started off as a Mouseketeer Uh-oh. and then she did a bunch of Disney movies like this one. And mm. then um, she was like the main girl in all those beach party movies they used to make, mm. like Bikini Beach Party and all them. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, she like worked forever. So, yeah. She had the last laugh. Good for her. Um, okay, so just to start, who actually hates dogs? Yeah, that was I, I like, feel like cats it, is a is a contentious a more contentious one. Yeah. But. Yeah. And I feel like look, I have two cats and I love them dearly, but I feel like cats give you a lot more reasons to hate them than dogs <laughs> <Yeah>. do. <laughs> I guess it made sort of sense because as a postman, there's that whole like cliche that dogs yeah. always chase in a, in the a, postman. In a Disney, in a Disney world, like the innocence of I'm a postman and I hate dogs. Like it made it made sense, but like like you said, it was so disappointing that the dad doesn't turn into a dog. Yeah, it's <laughs> like isn't the whole thing he's supposed to learn that dogs are great and that they should get one? Like. It- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess we'll have to wait for the sequel. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> um, but it's wait. That, are we a- watching? Are we? Are we going to watch the Shaggy DA before we watch the Tim Tim Allen one? I think we have to. Yeah, we're going to watch these in order. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the Shaggy Dog Cinematic Universe. But there's a quote from um, that movie, The Wackness, which I love, yeah. where he's like, "If you ever meet someone who doesn't like dogs and doesn't listen to Bob Dylan, you call the police immediately." And it's like, <laughs> I just feel like that. Is somebody that truly hates dogs? It's like you need to be like, "I just need it. I'll be right back," and you need to like run very far. Away, well, yeah, yeah. The, from the dad them, was like the most complex character in this film. A serial killer, yeah. Um, oh my god, the dad, fuck, the family dynamics in this were so upsetting, so reminiscent of Freaky Friday. Like, oh, but way, the dad being a terrible person, way the mother. worse. I felt like this. He, uh, yeah, is so absent. He's like doesn't even look at his children when he's talking to them. He doesn't realize that one of them is a talking dog. <laughs> for like, and, and, and says stuff like, I, "I I only look down on you because I want you to be something yeah. special one day." And like the housewife role is like, I mean, I guess it's the times, isn't it? But it's not. Yeah. It's not ideal. And um, there's a bit where you know the boys have shot the rocket through the roof and they've ruined it, and they're up there trying to fix things and whatever. And the dad, yeah. the dad comes up and he says, get off the roof before you fall down. And I'm like, oh, okay, he does care about them. And he goes, 
and ruin the flower beds. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it reminds me in Mad Men, there was this scene where Sally Draper had a dry cleaning bag over her head and is running around with like a plastic bag on her head, which is really <laughs> dangerous. Thing, and yeah. Betty Draper's like, Sally, if you wrinkle that dry cleaning like you'll be dead mate and it's like uh, she could die <laughs> oh, I was gonna say like in that same scene I actually laughed pretty hard when the dad pokes his head up through the hole in the roof and there's like a blanket covering him and so the kids are like huh what's this thing and poking up and they down. push it down yeah. and then it pops up again and he goes and grabs a hammer <laughs> ready to knock <laughs> whatever it is the fuck out <laughs> That was a very, like, Disney joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, you have to give him some credit because the kids literally launched a full-scale rocket through their house (laughs) and, like, really the way he acted, like, was pretty measured. Like, I feel like a lot of dads, especially in the 50s, would have beat the fucking shit out of those kids. <laughs> well, he was and about all- to scold him with, with <laughs> a, a coffee pot or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, he was going to burn hot scolding coffee on his head and the mum said stop. But, <laughs> but it really, like, you know, all he said was, like, you have to stop doing science out of the basement. Which, or he he forbid him from doing science ever again. I guess, which, which is real disappointing shit. because yeah. I'm I'm sure that was an amazing movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you guys, like, if you had any ideas on how this story could have turned and been a better film. Like, was there any plots that you like ran with in your head and you're like, yeah, that that was the that was the movie that that should have been. I- I would have not added anything. I would have just taken stuff away. Yeah, I would have taken away taken the spy out. shit. I would have taken away the police shit, the spy shit. I would have just made it about the boy and the two girls and trying to woo the girls while also having to deal with turning into a dog. It's like simple. You don't really need much more than that. Lucy, did you have one? Um, I didn't. But I don't want to watch a movie that's about the guy trying to woo both girls. This is like such misogyny. Like, yeah, well, not if he if if it all blows up in his face and he learns a lesson in the end. I mean, I guess but we've it was... seen so many swap films about being an asshole for <laughs> exactly for I'm an hour like, and a half. Really, please. <laughs> um, yeah, that that character, the friend character, he was. Such a shitty friend and, like, <laughs> such a terrible boyfriend and just, yeah, I was not and impressed. And yes, yes to all that, Lucy. I think that should have been the film. I think what we should have seen is him turn into a dog, a literal alpha dog, because <laughs> Buzz is obviously the alpha dog in this beta relationship they t- the two have. And so, like, that scene where um he's... Francesca and Buzz are all alone and the um will be as the dog starts to attack Buzz should <laughs> have been the se- <laughs> <laughs> it should have been the scene where like the toxic masculinity uh ends up like being sim- symbolized in him like literally tearing Buzz to shreds as a dog and then him returning to his life as a normal human being 
and having to deal with the fact that he's killed someone and he doesn't and no one will ever know but himself. That's um, my movie. That's really <laughs> intense. You really went there. And also I'm like, sure Walt Disney would have loved that. <laughs> also, it just like it, he should be so lucky. I'm like, this guy is getting all the ladies and stuff. I'm like, if you're going to do your movie, Brendan, you need to recast that actor. I'm like- Yeah, yeah. anyone from You've the got, band? you like, pardon? Any, any of those guys from the band? Yeah. <laughs> if you if you caught that yeah. five-second shot- I'm like, um, I'm like this guy does him. not have the charisma Spoilers. or the haircut or, like, anything. Do you, know what, do you know what he reminded me of? What? You know, in the first- I don't know if you've seen it, Lucy. I know Brendan has. The first Captain America movie where they're trying to make- Chris Evans weedy and they kind of use like a little oh, skinny yes. person and then they put Have Chris to Evans put that face. On the social. Yeah. So it yeah. looked like that, but if they put Topher Grace's face on a weedy person. <laughs> right. I haven't seen it, but I Is Topher Grace that <laughs> But that's the thing. Swole? Topher Grace isn't swole himself. <laughs> but this guy was even weedier than Topher Grace and it, he had the face of Topher Grace. Did I use that term, right? Swole? Yes. Thank you. I don't know what it is. Uh, like buff. Huh. What did we think of the special effects of this film? So obviously the do- uh when Wilby is the shaggy dog, he can talk. So like Which was a talking it? Dog Which was a film. choice, wasn't it? Yeah. Which is sh- and, and also it didn't make sense because there were so many times he should have talked and he didn't. Yeah. And there was mm. times where he did talk when he shouldn't. Yeah. And they did that like thing of, you know, like the dog's mouth is moving somehow. It was a puppet, yeah. But like, not always, you... not always. But yeah, sometimes the yeah. dog was like barking and they're like put over yes. it. Yes, like, like a bit hey, of a, over here. a Mr. <laughs> Ed vibe. You remember that yeah. talking horse? It was like that. Yeah, maybe they put peanut butter in his mouth. Did you guys find those effects charming or just kind of lame? I mean, they were charming time. Like it was, you know, time appropriate. Yeah, I'd say the, the dog puppet did did well the, you know the midway swap like mm, that so was terrible. when it's like morphing from one to the other and you know <laughs> yeah, he'll start out where he has like tufts of tiny hair. bits of hair on his face and then like it cuts away and it comes back and his nose has been drawn on and it was just his like thriller transition terrible. yeah and it was very <laughs> very teen wolf yeah uh, i think we always criticize these swap films uh, for is how quickly people are happy to accept the fact that swaps exist. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about the reactions in this film, especially the professor when he goes back and he's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I figured you'd be the kind of person that would swap into a dog." Don't you? He's feel- like, so yeah, I was gonna not. say, don't you feel like that's such a um kind of archetypal character that guy where. Yeah. It's yes, like he the, doesn't even notice that the dog has talked. He's like yeah. just talking to it. He's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, it's a dog. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was very silly. Well, yeah. like, yeah, I feel like that character was more like uh, the demon Santa lady. Like, you know what I mean? Like some In actual- Christmas Switch. Yeah, yeah. Like the these characters we've seen before where they've just like gone into stir shit. Like, and they're just pretending like, oh, oh, that's, that's unfortunate. Well, good luck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, but like, at least the demon Santa in Christmas, Christmas witch, like. Helps them at the end. (laughs) Helped them in the end and appeared multiple times. This just, I introduced him and then forgot about him. It's like all the, there's so much of that shit in this film where it's like, let's introduce a concept or a character or a situation and 
Now let's forget about it. Yeah. And what was he a professor in? Curating? <laughs> Well, like, because he's in like a lab coat. I was like, "What? Why is the professor like? I know arranging uh, jewelry for a for an exhibit." <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah, what he, kind of museum was that? Like, it, they were like really priceless artworks. It was like Ming vases and all of this stuff. Yeah. And then, like, in another room, there were these really fucked. Um, what do you even call that? Like, like the giant figurines, and stuff. the figurines, yeah. and they were, they were just like horrible like if you had gone to that museum as a small child you would have been having nightmares when you went home (laughs) what did we think of the um the daughter character who like the museum creators curator's daughter that they're trying to francesca francesca so like i wasn't really here for it um like we all agree she's a terrible person right and and it's (laughs) like you're in America. Why are you speaking to everyone in French when and you can speak also, English? And also, with your horrible accent, it's like nobody yeah. thinks what you're doing is cool. You're like, she's like, parlez-vous français. It's like, that's <laughs> not charming or cool. Like, you sound stupid. It's a pretentious bitch. Yeah. Yeah, like she was going to, like, discipline the help for losing a dog and stuff. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, she wasn't cool. You know the way all old movies used to start like a TV show almost? They Like the opening credits? Yeah, it had like a little title sequence and a theme song almost. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun though. I like Yes, that. I know. The animated dog was really funny. It looked like it was yeah. made, made out of mop heads. <laughs> yeah. He was the shaggiest dog. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that we've seen that in a lot of our SWAT movies and they yeah. don't even have to be this old. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely used to be a thing that movies used to do. It's, and then they yeah. have like narration for like the first twenty seconds. Yeah, and then, and then it never drop yes, it exactly. It doesn't come back. It's really funny. Um, do you remember the original Freaky Friday had a great theme song at the start? Yeah, it was so yeah. good. Yeah, how'd it go? Maybe uh, go, Friday, Friday. <laughs> maybe when you guys make your swap movie, you can. Do a little title sequence like that. Yeah, that's my one request. I'll sing okay. it for you. I won't write a tutor. Are they ugly or cute? We're talking again. Um. Okay. So the younger brother, his name mm-hmm. is Moochie. Yes, Moochie. Moochie, which is short for Montgomery, Montgomery. Which, like, I've <laughs> never heard that as a thing before. I'm like. <laughs> If anyone in this movie is going to turn into a dog, I would have thought it would be the kid that was called Moochie. He's already Moochie. got a dog's name. <laughs> it's one letter off Moochie. of Moochie. <laughs> it's so weird. But, how, but speaking of Moochie, how, like, how heartbreaking is that scene where he has to like betray his dad so he can go save his brother? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, they really play that stone cold. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... He's in the CIA's office. He's like, yeah, my dad, my dad lied about everything. Can I go home now? <laughs> and the dad is like slowly going insane. He's like, what? Oh, yeah. Looks at his son and he's like, Moochie. Like, like Jesus in the garden being yeah. betrayed. <laughs> um, yeah. How many times did he say Moochie? He said Moochie like 10 times. like, um, and I feel like we need to go back to yeah. the, um, you were asking about the effects, like what, yeah. what I thought of the effects. 
how amazing was it when the dog was driving the car? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's there was so some... plainly a yeah. human man <laughs> in a hairy suit from behind. Like, you could just see the proportions. Like, they didn't even try to make yeah. it look like a dog. Um, it was very yeah. funny. And it also reminded me of um, the local Christmas pageant when I was growing yeah. up, like the one that was near our house. Um, Which one? <laughs> for the stalkers in the audience. Um, anyway, uh, I can't remember who used to do it. Maybe it was like the fire brigade or maybe the Royal Society for the Blind. It, they would make it look like dogs were driving cars. So a yeah. person would sit on the other side in the passenger yeah. seat and a dog would be in the driver's seat and the cars would be going really slowly and obviously like somebody's just... Um, like, Operating it with their <laughs> arm underneath. Yeah, I really loved that when I was a kid. And that seeing yeah. that dog drive that car, like with his hand on the wheel, it reminded me of that. I thought that was funny. Do all the, do all the obviously dads who do this, are they like looking around like amazed? Like, oh, like what? How's What's he going doing on? it? Yeah. <laughs> right, kids? Yeah. Um, that's great. <laughs> That that was good. That was great, and I also enjoyed the scene where he goes home as the dog and decides to get ready for bed and puts pajamas on. And you see him and brushes his teeth. Yeah, yeah. Brushes his teeth. That was all very pulls good. up yes. his pants. Yes. Yeah. Um. But also, like, why would you bother? Yeah, because then he never wears clothes again. Mm. So mm. yeah, it's like um in whatever movie we just watched gets swapped into a girl and goes and gets a bikini wax. It's like. You didn't have to. Why the fuck would you? <laughs> yeah, he never like pees on a fire hydrant for the experience of being a dog or anything. Yeah. I am sure that the Tim Allen remake would have definitely have that scene. I'm predicting it right. Humping now. legs. Humping legs. Well, the thing is, is also that this film doesn't really explore. So he's in love. Well, he's infatuated with this girl across the street, and then he becomes her dog. So then, when she's at, when he's at her house, she's like rubbing up against him and patting him and rubbing him all over. But she like, sucks, surely, so <laughs> surely he was getting like fucking horned up as fuck during those things. Yeah, but don't you know that in Disneyland, like that? No, there, there is no erection. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then how do the babies get made? It's stalks. <laughs> exactly. I guess so, yeah. yeah. But yes, I, I'd like to imagine that he had one of those giant dog boners. Mm. <laughs> well, that's your little fantasy, Paul. I'm not taking part in that. <laughs> and you're single. <laughs> Paul, Paul's like, actually, guys, I just got a dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a boyfriend anymore. <laughs> That's nasty. Dog, dogs deserve so much better, like than me. What's wrong with me? Um, I just meant to like not be sexually assaulted. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So now it's time for our favorite segment, Hot or Not. Take it away, Lucy. 
but you got to sing it using Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Bling. Everyone, Everyone is beautiful in their, their own way. way. Brendan, I thought you were going to make me do it like a dog. Exactly. I was sure that's what it was going to be. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Okay. So let's start with some friend or foes mm-hmm. for our teen main characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, Tommy Kirk as Wilby Daniels. Are we friending him or foeing him? Foeing him. Foeing him, really? What What makes you think you'd hate him? He, he went in on the like stupid plot with his friend. Like he treated girls badly. I'm not here for it. Hmm. Brendan? Yeah, he's a beta cuck. Now nah, I'd be friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's a bit boring, but I mean, he's nice He's enough. building spaceships <laughs> in the yeah. 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I take it back. Yeah, okay, he's interesting. Uh, all right, I'm like, I feel like he's not the mastermind of the whole like girl thing. Yeah, and... I, I feel like he is susceptible to was, being yeah i think he was going along with it with the ultimate plan of just taking the annette funicello girl and <laughs> like leaving once us. again not giving any decisions to these ladies <laughs> exactly i'm not here for it divvying them up yeah <laughs> but no i i just i guess i i saw as his um like his home life and that gives me some empathy Okay, yeah. that I do feel bad about that for sure. Yeah, that was unfortunate. Okay. So, um, on that, uh, Kevin Korakan as Moochie, friend or foe, the younger Mo- brother. Yeah, I'd be Moochie's friend. Moochie, I'd be Moochie's friend. I, I like it was a bit annoying that he just persisted to ignore the fact that his brother was a human being, <laughs> and also like he definitely didn't want his brother back. He just wanted the dog. Yeah. Um, so maybe not the best quality in a brother, yeah. but um, he was cute. Like he was like uh, a little cute kid, Moochie. Yeah, yeah. I I was very much reminded of the two brothers in, and you thought your parents were weird, which was very sad. Yeah, same here. Don't you reckon inventor brothers are like a thing? It's what movies. Yeah, yeah, so, yep. yeah. I'm gonna have to get that tally list out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. I thought he was a lot more of a charming kid than the one in And You Thought Your Parents Were Weird. I yeah. hated that kid. And it's like um, the cast, the casting person's like, I'm not even going to try and make these two look like they're related. Like, But the <laughs> funny thing is Disney cast those two as brothers like five times in five different movies. Holy moly. Because this one did so well. Well, this one was, so this movie was like the get out of its time. It was made for like no budget. And they didn't expect it to do well, and then it made back like ten times its budget. It was, it came out that year the same year as Ben Hur, and was more profitable than Ben Hur oh in terms of God. like in relation to its budget to profit ratio. That is so. I'm bizarre. laughing more at your your decision to choose Get Out. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was trying to make the link because like yeah, there was a lot of racial. It's very scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was another film. Like that was made for like virtually no money, and then made like a shit ton of money. Sure, yeah. This is uh, the same <laughs> thing. So, and they were both swap movies. So, okay. So Annette Funicello as Allison, the girl next door. I'd be friends with her. She had a lot of sass, and she like mm-hmm. it took her a while, but in the end, she's like, "I'm not taking any fucking shit from you guys. I'm gonna." 
date this cute guy with a letterman jacket. I, yeah. I feel like it would be good to have a strong friend like that. Yeah, yeah I'm she... definitely giving her a, a friend. She mm. seemed really, really lovely. I wasn't a huge fan of her hair. I would probably advise her to uh, do something different with her if I became her friend. Yeah, she she was a bit of a fuzzy duck. Yeah. There's a 50s <laughs> slang term I found while Googling 50 <laughs> slang terms. <laughs> what does it mean? It means uh, a girl with short hair. Ah, there you go. <laughs> that's literally the one that, like, I was like, oh, that's an interesting one. <laughs> I feel like one it's day I'll get to use that. <laughs> Women are allowed to have short hair. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, She played tennis Um, and she liked to dance. That's all I know about her. Yeah, she would be a friend. um okay and uh then we have uh roberta shaw as francesca andrassi um no she was annoying the 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 accent the speaking french yeah Mm -hmm. i wasn't yeah not here for it agreed i'm giving her a foe yeah yeah once i saw how she treated uh the people who like serve her food and look after her dog yeah total bitch although paul you know that if this movie had been set within a school setting you would have been giving her a friend because she would have been ruling the bloody schoolyard and yeah she would have been miss popular yeah because she didn't treat her peers like shit (laughs) but you know what like there is one reason why i would consider being her friend and that's to hang out with her dog because that dog was cute as fuck. Yeah, it and was, was cuddly, very cute. and I would just like go to her house and pretend to be hanging out with her and just <laughs> fucking hugging the dog. <laughs> okay, so Fred McMurray as the dad, Wilson Daniels. Okay, hot or not? Who is the dad? A who is he? Fifty fifty split. Who's that guy from like um a, a Christmas Tale or whatever it's called? It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Half Jimmy Stewart, then who else? Dennis Quaid. I thought Pierce Brosnan. Okay, so I'm going to change your um, opinion on this. I am about to send you a picture of what Fred Murray looked like in his 30s. And one, you'll be shocked at how fucking hot he was. And two... I'm I'm not saying that uh, he was ugly, though. No, I know. He, He wasn't an unattractive older man, but wow. Yeah, okay. He, do you know who he looks like there is Benedict? Wait, how come, how come like, I didn't get this bit? He looks like no, it's in the It's in the group chat. Oh, um, no, he looks like Dennis Quaid. I think he looks he like does. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, sorry. that's Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. The guy who plays Sherlock? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but a hot version of, like a hotter <laughs> version of, of Benedict. Yeah, not a British version. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch is an attractive guy, but he's an unusual face, whereas this is more of a, a classic Hollywood face, I would say. Yeah, if you okay. ran your, um, your, your, your beauty filters over on your camera. But. What? So you're giving him a not? No, I'm saying this, this version is Cumberbatch if oh, you just yeah. like yeah. get rid of all the intricacies of him. Yeah. Um, but the dad, as yeah. a character, was horrible. So I'm giving him a knock because it was just, it, he was terrible. He was a shit dad, a shit husband. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't like dogs. Like, I don't want to spend any time around someone like that. I would chase, chase a dog through the neighborhood with a gun. I know. <laughs> Get the shotgun. Like, come on. Yeah, but I mean, on a purely like looks basis, I'd say he's fuckable, so I'm giving him a heart. <laughs> but, but, 
Will was there? I gotta be good. Are you doing the impression of Jimmy Stewart? <laughs> I was trying to do Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> All right. Um, I feel like so, I used to have a Jimmy Stewart impression, but I can't remember what words I would say. They were easy. To I do. think I'm, I'm channeling the uh, the guy from uh, from The Simpsons. But your buddy's at Will was that? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so finally, Jean Hagen as Frida Daniels, the mum. She was pretty. She had a I Love Lucy vibe, and I mm. mean, like a Lucille Ball vibe. So have you have you guys seen Singing in the Rain? Yes. Yeah. Who is she so in Singing she, in the Rain? She's like the villain. You know, the one with the squeaky voice. And I can't stand him. That one. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Have oh. I? Have I seen Singing in the Rain? I was more directing that at Brendan. Um, uh, oh, my God, yeah, Brendan, uh, have you seen it? I, I had to watch it for uni, and I was like, oh, I've got to watch this dumb movie. And it is amazing. It is so enjoyable. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I love I don't know it so much. I, I don't know if anyone's saving it for their, um, for their tenuous, but I just wanted to say, like, I was genuinely like a stout, like it was a really good movie. Yeah. I yeah, still, yeah. as a grown woman, if I'm sad, like I'll put on singing in the rain and yeah. I'll feel better. <laughs> yeah. It is. I think a, my favorite song is that all movie. I do is dream of you. I can't remember I what do. it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, when I was young, I was in a choir and we did a dance to singing in the rain. Um, mm-hmm. Like the song and um, we had umbrellas and yeah, it was uh, just. Nothing but good times. Okay, so enough about that enjoyable movie that she was in. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's talk about the film where she was relegated to Shrew Wife. Let's talk about her body (laughs) and her face. I mean, she wasn't given a lot to work with, unfortunately. The character's very like, you're the mom and you do nothing and have no opinions or, like, no uh, autonomy or... Um, Did you find it strange when she was like bullying her son into getting a boyfriend and she's uh, getting a girlfriend and she's like, <laughs> girls build character? Yeah, it was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty intense. Um, but still, she was a pretty mum. Yeah, I'm giving yeah. her a heart. Now, before we move on, I want to play a quick segment of who did the exact same role better and go through the Freaky Friday version and the Shaggy Dog version. Okay, go, go. So we've got the obviously terrible uh, misogynist father. Who who do we which one did we like better? Freaky Friday, Dad. Yeah, Freaky Friday, Dad. Freaky Friday, Dad. Yeah, okay. Just the the violent uh, yeah. <laughs> undertones of this one's a bit creepy. Yeah. Um, so we've got the the mum who does everything Freaky and Friday, is mom, actually she's amazing. <laughs> Freaky Friday, mum was the best. Yeah. Well, obviously had more to work with as well, being yeah. the protagonist. Oh my god, she actually <laughs> had a character. She actually had a character. <laughs> <laughs> all right and so we had the uh the daughter who switches and the son who switches this is not gonna be a, a yeah this is an easy one Jody yeah. Foster. Yeah. Jody Foster. Yeah. yeah all right yeah. here's the one i think is the easiest of all which little boy Moochie. Moochie. what <laughs> no original freaky friday i can't remember what was the little boy like? I thought Paul hated All him. he did was try to love his sister and she just kept on de- rejecting Paul, her. I thought Paul hated the kid in it. I, know, I thought Paul did. Kids. But I, I, I thought we loved no, his little brother. I, no, I like the Freaky Friday brother. I can't remember. I can't yeah, remember. It's, it's the child's play kid that I hated and the, and you think you thought your parents' kid was 
the and the hated. musical Freaky Friday. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, no, don't I you might. remember? Don't you remember in the park when he's trying to ask his mum why all he oh, does is love his yes, sister? I do he was remember. so adorable. I do remember. Yeah, he was. He was adorable. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm pretty Bucci, sure we loved everything about Freaky Friday a lot more than this <laughs> trash yeah. pile. Um, yeah, it took him a while, but they cleaned up this story and packaged it into something good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And even had a dog. I was going to say the dog in Freaky Friday <laughs> oh, was dog. great as well. <laughs> uh, actually, I think I'll, I'll give this film the dog. I like the dog in this one better. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's a tough call. Like on a scale of hot or not, <laughs> <laughs> sausage dog. I don't want to be known as the dog fucker on this show. <laughs> That's you not the last edit that out. That cannot go in the show. <laughs> Now it's time for Opinion Swap, where we find some interesting reviews from the shaggy dog from across the interwebs. So So yeah, this is just reviews of dogs, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this one's from Caesar Orange on Letterboxd, and he gives it two and a half stars. He says, this could be viewed as a symbolic coming of age story about a teenage boy who begins to embrace his adolescent sexuality and respect himself beyond his father's expectations. Or it could be viewed as a movie about a dog driving a car to stop spies from stealing national defense <laughs> secrets and his crush. Either way. <laughs> well, I prefer the former. Teen, teen, Wolf, teen Wolf is that movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, this one's from Little Zbot. He gives it two and a half stars. And he says, Hmm, my 18-year-old son has built a rocket that reaches above the clouds in 10 seconds out of nothing but random scrap he found in the basement. This is a clear sign of brilliance and the scientific community will hail him as one of the greats for many years if he continues down this path. Nonetheless, he did put a hole in my roof. Therefore, I shall ban him from further science or inventing and force him to either destroy or sell off all his equipment, materials, and animals. I will then further crush his dreams with many stern screaming <laughs> sessions, uh, I mean talking tos, and I also despise dogs and shoot literally any dog I see along with whoever bought them into my house. Despite all of that, this movie will treat me like I'm a good father and everyone will respect me. Don't you love the 1950s? <laughs> <laughs> also... I'm a robot built by the kid 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one's from Caddo on Letterboxd. He gives it four stars. And he says, full offense, but why the fuck was past me so obsessed with this movie? <laughs> Childhood me. Stop being such a fucking furry. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, let's finish this. Yeah, kids this. have really no standards, am I right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you know what? A kid would have watched this film and said, oh, the dog drove a car and loved it for the rest of their life. <laughs> and I feel like if we had some sort of nostalgia for this film, it would have been a different review today. But Like if we watched it when we were little, you mean? Yeah. All right. So let's finish this off with a bit of class. This one's from Paul Tredium on uh, Letterboxd, who gives it two stars. And they say, first thing I would do is lick my balls. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the Tim Allen one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I can't. We need to get some more like women involved in this <laughs> podcast. I feel like there's just been so many like bullshit. <laughs> 
like horrible mem. Just <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should t- rename this podcast to Horrible Men and Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> horrible men and Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys and a girl and a horrible podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys, a girl, and a misogynistic piece of trash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now it's time for tenuous recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. Uh, let's start with Lucy. Cool. Well, um, I'm going on the theme of dogs. <laughs> I don't know if that's what everyone else is doing. Or... No. I'm recommending a Maltese across <laughs> with a. <laughs> I think it's called a Maltese, not a Malteser. Now I'm hungry. Um. <laughs> You're the expert. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm doing Isle of Dogs, the Wes Anderson oh, um, uh, animation. Is that a stop motion? Is that what you call that? Yes. And that very much links in with the start of the film as well. Yeah, totally. Yes. Yeah, I thought of that. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, like, give me a Wes Anderson stop motion movie that's about dogs with Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. as one of the voices and Bill Murray and some other great music. and. Japan. Did you produce this movie? Japan is one of the, you know, like it's set in Japan. Like it's amazing. Yeah. It's just yeah. a really sweet film. Um, yeah. yeah, I I loved it. That's yeah. all I have. Yeah, to Brendan say. and I saw that together, and we both quite enjoyed it. I I, I recall. Yeah, I had a really good time. Like uh, it's just a really enjoyable world that they build. And, yeah. Hmm. yeah, a ragtag bunch of dogs and Bill Murray yeah, and, and just that yeah. humor. Completely, yeah. yeah. Um, I love the way as well that Wes Anderson is able to carry over his aesthetic even when it's um, not a live action film. Like, yeah. that must be really hard. Um, but, it, that, you know. Yeah, because like, you're not seeing it in real time. Yeah. Like, having those pauses between, like, lines and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm it, sure you just cut a few frames or whatever, but. <laughs> um, but he does it with Fantastic Mr. Fox as well. Just the, the tone yeah. is the same. Which, um, yeah. yeah, that can't be easy to achieve. Yeah, so nice. I'm doing Isle of Dogs, five, hours, awesome. five stars, five, like, five bucks, five bones, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and hopefully this whole <laughs> pandemic ends so we can watch the new Wes Anderson film this year at some point. Yeah, I'm right. So looking forward to it. Yeah, that. and I definitely yeah. want to see, it see it in cinema. At the cinema, for sure. Yeah. All right, Brendan, what have you got for us? Uh, I'm choosing the movie Edward. Cool. <laughs> okay, and what's the because connection? There's so many connections. First of all, it's black and white. This movie's oh, yeah. black and white. Yeah. Uh, that's that's all, good enough, I think. That's... <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, well, also, it's about a terrible movie, and it's also about, it's also got like some like comical uh, special effects in it. Um, Set around a... the same time period as well, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what, when is, is it Planet Nine? I can't remember. Yeah, anyway, Planet Nine. Uh, Planet Nine. Yeah, it's, it's a film um, done by Tim Burton, um, probably my favorite film of his, mm-hmm. uh, just about this guy, um, like it's based on the true story of this guy who made some like really like full on B grade sci-fi Edward films. Edward Dewood Jr. Yes. And like, I, I, have you, have you guys seen it? Yeah. Yes. I love it. I've got it. Ed- Edward Dewood Jr. <laughs> 
yeah well yeah like it's uh it's just like uh i love the story of of someone um definitely has a a a vision and a dream and everyone is like you know tearing him down but irregardless he makes he makes magic he believes in himself and he's made some of the worst films but also beloved because of that and um it's like the room for the 50s yeah just uh just seeing someone uh rise above all the negativity mm. um and it's just fun witty and good times yeah. recommend it yeah yeah the one thing like that frustrates me is that johnny depp was in so many has been in so many amazing movies and i just <laughs> like have lost my enthusiasm to re-watch them lately like because of him now yeah because of yeah. just how much of a cockhead he's been yeah and it's like i love the pirates movies and i like love ed wood and all the other tim burton movies yeah. he did but yeah I know. Like, <laughs> um yeah so I, I even thought um at the very start of this um mm. you know that sort of suburban scene of like mm. the houses and whatever i was like maybe i could relate this to edward scissorhands just on like what the neighborhood <laughs> the looks like yeah. um <laughs> but uh, I didn't do that. And, uh, and see, I always forget um, everyone's terrible in Hollywood. Yeah, but I, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I haven't revisited any of those movies in a long time. Um, yeah, but I feel like with um, Edward, like you don't even need to, um, you know, well, like it's got is... Bella Lugosi. Uh, yeah, it's it, such an ensemble exactly. cast. Like everyone's Sarah, doing good. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, and, and um. Yeah. Uh, the vampire, um, Elvira? Elvira. Yeah. Elvira. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a good one. Good job, Brendan. Well done. Yeah, good work. All right. So I'm, uh, linking it to the actress Roberta Shaw, who played Francesca, the character mm-hmm. we all hated. <laughs> um, so the last thing that she's appeared in, so she's still alive and she's got some projects that are still upcoming, apparently. Yeah, wow. But the last thing that's come out, uh, was in 2003, and it was a production called Book of Mormon, the movie, Volume 1, <laughs> The Journey. What? And it's a film like a, like all these Christian movies that we always see. This is one created by Mormons about their Bible. Is, so, she, like, is she a Mormon? Well, I don't know, but she's in this film. And oh. it looks, well, like, she, so, uh, I, I, was, I was just trying to... F- find out like about the like uh cast and stuff where they went um while i was watching it and yeah like she like just stopped acting to like pursue like family life and stuff like that and that was like the last movie i think she did yeah um so i highly recommend looking it up on youtube and watching the trailer because it looks like the biggest piece of trash fire ever it's not what i'm recommending (laughs) what i'm recommending the musical? Uh, so the the musical Book of Mormon was written by Matt Stone and Trey Parker. But Based many years but many years before that, they made a movie that was also about Mormons called Orgasmo. Orgasmo. Have you guys seen Orgasmo? <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is one of my all time favorite movies. Speaking and, of of balls and <laughs> um, so and I'm shocked like because I recently introduced it to a whole bunch of my friends who had never one heard of it or seen it. So apparently it's not as common, like, because I feel like back in the day it used to be on TV a lot and everyone watched it. Like SBS or something. Um, But now it's not so much of a, a named movie. And, is that uh, is there a reason for that? I Have feel you like watched it's it recently? Probably them. 
Well, <laughs> watching it recently, it watching it oh, recently, well. it's still fucking hilarious. It still holds up, and you can see a lot of the bones of the Book of Mormon musical in Orgasmo. Like it shares a lot of the same themes and jokes, even. Um, so I really urge anyone who went and watched Book of Mormon when it toured to your city, give Orgasmo a shot. It is hilarious. It's filthy as fuck. It's about <laughs> a Mormon missionary who um, stumbles into becoming a porn star and then stumbles into becoming a superhero. Um, <laughs> and uh, you won't see another film like it, really. Uh, it's It's hilarious. I still quote it every day to this day. So, like... It's just a great, hilarious movie. If you're a fan of South Park, if you're a fan of Book of Mormon um, or anything Matt Stone and Trey Parker have done and you haven't seen Orgasmo, do yourself a favour and watch it. Um, In Australia, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. I'm not sure where it's available elsewhere, but um, seek it out. Just going back to the fact that she is in a movie called Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon, the movie, volume one, The Journey. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> it, that's like quite a big industry, isn't it? Like Mormon movies. I don't know. I, do I've never remember, come across any before. Do you remember John Safran doing that? Oh, yeah, Did yeah. Extreme, that BMX. Extreme Mormons. <laughs> yeah. And it was that's like what I was thinking of. The Mormons going around it. on BMX yeah. with their backpacks. <laughs> It's great. But yeah, highly recommend just watch the trailer for that Book of Mormon film because it, it looks like a self-parody. It's really bad. Oh, boy. Yeah. And in addition, watch the uh, BMX Bandits uh, Mormon <laughs> skit by John Zaffron. They say yeah. they're going to fund it, don't they? In it? They really like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, they're going to fund that film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Singing in the Rain. Watch Singing in the Rain. So where are we going to rank The Shaggy Dog amongst the films we've covered on the podcast? All right, I am going to put it above Mr. Fuzzy Pants and below Selfless because I feel like it was better than Mr. Fuzzy Pants, mm. but it still wasn't great. So I'd still put it in that that vicinity. But, um, yeah, definitely watch this over Fuzzy Pants if someone has a gun to your head and forces you to watch one of them. Because <laughs> that's a situation that will happen. Um, I'm going to put it in between Detention and A Christmas Switch. Okay, so around the same ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm being as charitable as you guys. I, I'm actually putting it between... Uh, I think... I think I'd still rather watch Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde again, so I'm going to put it between Dr. Jekyll and Bad Johnson. Oh, wow. Okay. That's that's some terrible company. If you're yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I liked Dr. Jekyll, but like that's still, like, to put it next to Bad Johnson, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, once again, I'm going to change this list up. I put the Christmas switch above Dr. Jekyll. Maybe it's just like I've got, like, these fuzzy, like... <laughs> glasses on I'm like oh that had some funny scenes <laughs> I've, uh, I'm pretty sure it was still really horrible to women yeah <laughs> so anyway. so overall I think we're all saying like don't, don't really bother with this one no but the shaggy DA that's what where that shit mean? gets real it's because he's, like he's, like... a, he's a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> well sure it, it's I know that it's about the son when he grows up and he's the dad, and he becomes a lawyer, and then he starts turning into the dog again. Whoa! I'm that 
that is interesting. Huh? <laughs> How many other plots can they shoehorn in there to uh, fuck it up? Does yeah. he make a cameo in the Tim Allen one? Oh, well, it's a different guy playing him in the Shaggy DA. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Well, I guess we'll find out when we do both of those films. <laughs> um, all right. So, next episode, I'm going to go out on a limb and do another one of your requests, even though last time it blew up in our faces in a big way with Dream a Little Dream. What's our request? What have we been asking for? No, but we so, asked for the... We asked for the um, uh, Steve Martin one, and that was fun. I guess so. So this has a 50-50 chance of being successful. Okay. This time we will be Much watching- like most watch films. <laughs> 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 um, this time we will be watching the 1987 comedy Like Father, Like Son, starring Dudley Moore and Kurt Cameron. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Where a mysterious potion switches the personalities of a buttoned-up doctor and his laid-back son. Yeah, I'm here for it. I mean, it might so, be terrible, but at least let's give yeah. it a go. I mean, we've had a pretty good run with father-son swaps, haven't we? Is Dudley more British? That's British. Is it British? Yes. Yeah. He was like... Um, Finally, a Christ-centred swap film. Well, I, I assume with Kirk Cameron. It's- <laughs> <laughs> this is before he went batshit, I think. But, um, mm. yeah. I, I I don't know. It looks... Ho- I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Yeah. Oh, do you reckon there's some like serious, like full-on Christian films that do body swaps? There is one, and I want to dig do those it. up, Brett. Oh no! <laughs> there's one, and I, I there's one I definitely know of, like a full Christian swap, and it looks awful. But I, it, it's not available in any of the streaming platforms in Australia. So as soon as I get it. We will be watching that piece of trash. Don't Are you going to buy it on DVD? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to support it. <laughs> so, that being said, like, I've actually, like, lately I've watched a couple of Christian movies with my parents and I've enjoyed both. So You just like that one because it's got Archie in it. Yeah, it had KJ Affer in it. Yeah. And um, I mean, like, but- I get it. <laughs> 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 he didn't even take his shirt off, but I cried. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> I cried. Did you cry he didn't because he didn't off. take his shirt off? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a mix of emotions. Yeah, <laughs> a little from Carla and me. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So until next time, make sure you fucking re- review us on iTunes. You pieces of shit. Oh um, no! Do you reckon people listen this far? <laughs> <laughs> um, if they have, I would have switched off by now. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so thanks for listening this far in, you piece of shit. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so until next time, I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And run, 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 run. oh no, what's going on? <laughs> I think we should put him down. Okay. Bye. The Swellcast Podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.